0: Sign him on, Nick. To what? We're full. Well, he did me a little
1: favor this afternoon. Sign him on. Now take your gear over the bunkhouse, see McNally. Tell him to sign you on. Hi, this is Lee Majors, and you're listening to TV Confidential.
0: Ed Roberts, with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will air next week on this station at the usual time. We hope you join us for that. In the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us as we continue our DVD and streaming report. This week, Greg is looking back at the Big Valley, the Big Valley, the long-running ABC series starring Barbara Stanwyck, Richard Long, Peter Breck, Lee Majors, and Linda Evans, that in many respects was a forerunner to such primetime soap operas as Dallas and Dynasty. Before we went to break, we were talking about some of the, par- the parallels between the Big Valley and Dallas. We'll pick up that thread in just a second. In the meantime, most of the episodes of the Big Valley are available on DVD through timeless media and other platforms. And another parallel between the Big Valley and Dallas is you had the entire family living under one roof and you had jared played by richard long who was the who was an attorney you had nick played by peter breck and i forgot you you'll tell me if i'm i got it wrong nick ran the ranch but yeah but they were brothers but they they seemed to butt heads every week all the time and uh and then you had heath played by lee majors who was a hat? Not not a hat. He was born out of wedlock, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, and his character was the character that everybody's heart went out to. They they set it up brilliantly in the pilot, and then it, for the first season, it was an issue for quite a while, and then it only came up occasionally. And it really gave Lee Majors a chance to do much more acting than he got to do later. I feel he was a good actor. Um, When
0: given the opportunity.
1: When given the opportunity. I mean, he was the strong, silent type, but he was expressive in his way and in his silences and in his strength of character. He did convey that. He had the classic Western leading man type of, I've seen too much. I've been through too much. People kept coming into town who had wronged him. And it was like, oh, no, here's another person who knew Heath Wynn was going to cause him trouble. He had to come up with a lot of grief because he didn't have the advantages. And he played it really, really, really well. And people don't usually give Lee Majors much credit as an actor. And he's quite, quite good in this. So he has that dynamic. And also the credits make it very clear that they never call him Heath Barkley in the credits. It's always just Heath. So even the credits don't quite accept
0: it. Wasn't there a fourth brother in the first year who, yeah. who sort of disappeared. Yeah. He went the way and, of you know, Chuck like, on Happy Days.
1: I remember his name now. The disappearing brother who was away at college and would visit and then they'd have cake. I loved when they had cake. You know, it was like at the end of the episode, oh, I hope they have cake. Because, I you know, I like these people and I enjoyed when they had cake. He... And usually when, when the young brother came, they'd have cake and he'd say how college was going and he might get into some tiffs and get into the story and all but there wasn't a whole lot for him to do he was just he was like chuck
0: yeah he was like chuck he, and, he, and he disappeared yeah. after the first season for some reason either the character's name was charles or the actor who played him was named charles and the only reason i remember that is once upon a time when this program was done live we would take calls from the audience and we had an occasion we lee lee majors had a movie an independent film coming out and he was gracious enough to talk to us. And we opened up the lines and we got a couple of calls. One of the calls was from the actor who played the fourth Barkley brother. Ah, And, uh, somehow he got wind that Lee was on the broadcast. The two of them had not spoken to each other in 40 years. And so we had a little mini reunion on TV confidential. And that's, and, uh, uh, Lee was flattered, and it was it was nice. It was really it was really really nice.
1: His name is Eugene, played by Charles Bryles.
0: Charles Bra- Charles Bryles was the man who called in that night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was only mentioned uh, once after when he went. It was drafted, and there he goes. And
0: there he goes. But no, that was that was the kind of thing that can only happen in a live broadcast. Uh, so that was that That's was pretty- that was very cool. Yeah, that was very cool. The other thing I remember when Lee visited us that night, he said the one thing he learned, he learned he learned many things working with Barbara Stanwyck, how can you not? But one of the first things he learned is do not ever be late. She detested people who were late because, you know, time is money it uh, it has a domino effect that affects the entire production and it shows a lack of professionalism in the film industry you can be many things in the film and television industry but you cannot ever be late and she drilled that into everyone and that, and that was one of the first takeaways that he got and that that became something that he passes on you know when when he when he leads the production of a show so
1: yeah, that's uh, Larry Hagman pointed that out, and and his book and uh, June Ferre, was known far and wide for, to her, if you're not a half hour early, you're late. Yeah, that's a huge thing, especially in the business. It it, it was the downfall of quite a few people who had personal problems, like Marilyn Monroe and Judy Garland. Because yeah. They're, and their absence was really what did the in, among all those other things.
0: Yeah, it just it, it, it has a domino effect that can spiral throughout the things. That that was the other thing I always remember when I think of the conversation with with Lee Majors. The other thing, and this is fun, because we talked about how Peter Breck and Richard Long, their characters were always butting heads. Because there was always there was always a built-in conflict between Nick and Jared on the Big Valley. A few years prior to doing the Big Valley, Nick, Peter Breck had a recurring role on Maverick during the last couple of years of that show, when the tone of that show shifted from a western with a sly sense of humor to a western that more that more or less resembled a How Roach comedy and that it, it, it kind of veered into broad, slapstick and when Peter Breck joined the cast it was veering towards slapstick and he played a comic version of Doc Holliday if you can believe it Um, but he was actually very funny given the material that he had to work with and it's if you're only accustomed to Peter Breck blowing up at the drop of a hat it's fun to watch him play Doc Holliday on Maverick.
1: Peter Breck is actually very good on the show because of the thin line between his prickliness and the fact that he is such a great target for jokes. yeah, They kind of tease him more than anybody else in the family. And so there are lots of comedy moments here and there in episodes at his expense because he's the most pompous. He's the most impulsive And so the really good writers find ways to work on that because he has really good timing. And so does the best straight man because you've got Richard Long who plays it straight. So when the two of them do that, sometimes some very funny things come out. Now, there aren't as many comedy episodes as Bonanza, you know, every because they had Hoss. Yeah. You had to have a funny episode where you heard somebody playing a woodblock a lot. (laughs) But there was one about it called The Great Bank Robbery, which was largely slapstick. It was like the Apple Dumpling Gang about bumbling bank robbers. That was a bit of a change of pace. But for the most part, the show, and, and even there, they, they did what Norman Lear could do so well. They could turn on a dime to full seriousness when necessary. Which was not easy to do. That's how good all these act- these actors were. All good, and they all had superb chemistry. So it was wonderful to see them all interact. And of course, with an ensemble, you have that situation where you might have a couple of characters in one episode, a couple in another. Sometimes they might be shooting two at the same time. So you'd have these over here, these over there. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily have them all at once. Uh, Jared's away, you know, at a meeting, that kind of thing. But uh, having the mix and match is interesting as well. You, you, sometimes they'd get a solo, uh, I lost my memory episode or something. There's a couple of instances where uh, they would put uh, Barbara Stanwyck with James Gregory. He played several roles. You had all these wonderful character actors who'd come back and play completely different roles. And
0: you could do yeah. that back then.
1: Oh, all the time. Yeah, But James Gregory was one of the few who had one character he came back as at least twice. And um, that started out when she would bring these, she would bring serums to the Native American tribes. And the, um, the Padre was sick and he had to help her go across the prairie and all. And they were, it was like African Queen. You know, he was the completely didn't like her or she didn't like him. They're bicker, 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 and they gain respect for each other. And then in the next episode, they see each other and they're much more friendly. And of course they find themselves in trouble again. So you had that sort of thing once in a while uh, that you could do. That's the nice thing about this kind of uh, drama is that they were all kind of self-contained little storyettes that they could do.
0: Greg Erbar is with us as we look back at the Big Valley as part of our DVD and streaming report this week. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back.
1: There are a couple of other episodes that stand out. There's uh, one called The Disappearance that uh, I saw a Hitchcock movie called The Lady Vanishes. It's very much like that. Victoria and Audra go stay in a hotel in a a town. And
0: Audra, lest we forget, is played by the lovely Linda
1: Linda Evans. Uh, who disappeared from disappeared, not in this. Well, in this episode, she disappears, but on the show, she vanished for several months because she'd just gotten married to um, John Derek. She was married to him at the time and they were enjoying their marriage. So she was too busy to be on the show. So they kept saying she was away at school or something, but when she was, on, and that was just for a brief time. Yeah. When she was on the show, they stayed in the hotel next morning. Audra's gone. And everybody's denying she came with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> which is a which is a classic uh suspense movie and loads of fun you know it's, it's fun suspense to have that happen because it's like oh my gosh there's something really strange and hitchcockian fun going on because the lady vanishes is about that where there's a lady on the train and then she vanishes and it's like nobody believes that this woman was ever on the train apparently that is based on a possibly apocryphal story from the 1800s where that happened and the big valley story isn't too far from what the truth of that story may have been Mm. reason why ardra was was also mysteriously disappeared i'm not going to give it away in case somebody wants to see it but that whole idea of why an entire town would deny somebody doesn't exist and it kind of makes strange convoluted sense that's an interesting episode Another one, I mean, there's a lot, because they made a lot of these every season. Yeah, this
0: was back when they were making, I think a a typical season was still up to 30 episodes a year. So four times 30, that's, that's at least 120 shows. So it's a lot of episodes for four years.
1: And you also got the fun of each season, or at least almost every season, having a new theme song, and graphics so that you could see them looking off at their valley in different ways. They
0: changed the theme song. I, I always thought it was, da, da, da da.
1: Oh, it was. Okay. I have the soundtrack. Album. Oh, all right. But they changed the arrangement.
0: I, I change, see. I see.
1: And they would change the exciting graphics, you know, big squares would run around on the screen and the words would move around and be exciting. And then they'd look off at their valley. And
0: But it was still, a it was still a big valley.
1: Oh, it's big. It's so big. And it had so many entrances.
0: (laughs) Because it was a big valley.
1: Uh, It was. Yeah. Well, there's another episode with James Whitmore called Target. And it's not about them building the first uh, discount store. No. It's actually disturbingly timely. James Whitmore plays a corrupt politician completely devoid of any scruples who comes to town and starts spreading ghastly rumors about the Barclays, and to further his political gains, and starts making these speeches, these inflammatory speeches, and at one and they can't legally do anything about it. And at one point, they asked the local newspaper publisher, "Why are you giving this gentleman space in your legitimate paper?" He said, it makes me sick to give him something like, it makes me sick to have to do this. He says, you're legitimizing him by publishing him. You're making it even seem true. If people read it, they might believe it. You shouldn't be doing this. He said, I don't feel good about publishing it, but on the other hand, he's news. There's no real compromise here. He's here. He's saying these things. He's news. I'm publishing it. And then you think, okay, isn't that always the discussion that goes on about media? Yeah. And and this is supposed to be the 1800s. This is really like 1967. It doesn't matter what era it happened in. It doesn't matter when the television show was made. This is an ongoing hot issue that we all should think about before we ever consume something And take that one account. We should always do our homework.
0: The more things change, the more things stay the same.
1: And I could not get over how powerful that episode was because he was using the very tools to his advantage. Because he knew those tools were helpless. Because they had to do it. Because he (laughs) and he got and he got what he wanted. And it was it was a really really good episode and there's several in there where you say gee whiz this is this was 1968 this was sometimes and then sometimes there'll be one there'll be some where it's like this is 1967 66 yeah things have changed and um you know audra's always falling in love with the first handsome guy that comes along and you, if it's bradford dillman you know he's gonna be dysfunctional you know bradford dillman He's the Anthony Perkins of, of uh, primetime TV. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you know, don't fall in love with him, Audra, but of course she does, you know, and that kind of thing. He always
0: he had a penchant for playing tightly wound characters. And I never I never put two and two together, but you're right. He's the Anthony Perkins of television.
1: Yeah. Haunted, just haunted and sometimes sometimes to the point of being Sympathetically so, yeah, but nonetheless haunted and a bit scary.
0: So who was the distributor for the Big Valley, the Complete Series?
1: Well, there is no Complete Series. This is where it gets complicated.
0: Distill it as uncomplicatedly and as succinctly as possible.
1: Well, it came out from Fox. It came out from Shout. And most recently, it's Timeless Media. Um, what I would suggest is you can get the full first season, I think in one or two, I think in one volume, maybe two now, that's still available at a reasonable price. When you get season two, make sure you get season two from Timeless Media with with the entire season two in one package, because I made the mistake of getting season two, volume one, and then there was no season two, volume two, because they lost the license before they put it out, and so I had to buy it over again to get season 2 complete. And then 3 and 4 I think just came out normal and I think those were also timeless. So you'll shout had it for a while um and and I think you see Fox on on almost all of the shows themselves but um I think timeless is the most recent one that has handled it. They're all gettable
0: on DVD one way or another through Shout Factory or Timeless Media
1: a very cool entertaining show that has a lot to offer I didn't mention the the guest list, I made a little short list of some of the people who were on it in addition to other people that are connected with Star Trek you got Sandra Smith who was, she's in a couple episodes she was Dr. Janice Lester remember when she did the Captain Kirk she changed bodies with him
0: in the last episode Turnabout Intruder. in the
1: last episode then you got Robert Walker Jr., you got Yvonne Craig, and...
0: Uh, Adam West, I think, did a show in the last year.
1: Yeah, uh, Julie Harris, there's a, there's a, uh, a sort of uh, uh, feminist kind of story. She plays a uh, sort of this mousy woman who comes to town, but there's this rumblings that she's actually an infamous bandit, a sharpshooting bandit. And of course, you got George, people like George Kennedy and uh, Richard Anderson, Bruce Dern, Andrew Duggan. He's almost always a villain and kind of a nutty one. Uh, yeah, he either people, played he either
0: played a villain or a cop, depending on when the uh, setting of the show he was in.
1: That's right, and then, a, and then a, a TV Confidential regular, Kathy Garver, is in one episode. Really? Yep, she's in one. Buddy Hackett is in one where everybody kind of picks on him because he's this sort of near-do-well guy. And
0: he breaks and, out into uh,
1: Shapoopy. He doesn't break it into Shapoopy, <laughs> but he, he, he does all, I will tell you that he does sort of somehow create a miracle at the end. Okay. And, uh, that's a, that's all I'll tell you. Charles Grodin's in one. Uh, I think I said Dennis Hopper. Uh, the wonderful Kathleen Nolan. Oh, and Virginia Christine. She's in so many of these shows. This is awesome. Yeah, because... Mountain grown is the richest <laughs> coffee. <country. laughs> I just, you know, when I see her, I just think, you know, why can't my husband love my coffee, Mrs. Olsen? <laughs> because you're not using Folgers.
0: <laughs> her husband, I believe, was Fritz Feld, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah, and wouldn't it have been great if he was in one of those commercials? Yes, together? and and yeah, do and do the be,
0: mouth pop thing. Yeah.
1: He could be the popping. He could be the percolating. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, all right. The big the Big Valley available on DVD through Timeless Media and other platforms. Uh, your best bet is to try to purchase the type the, the episodes available through timeless media because that's probably as, as your best bet to get the most complete series. most
1: um, most contained ones and I think the most recent ones would probably that would be the best way they are all available they have not fallen out of print I think at one time, some of them did, but I checked and I see that they're all still in there. And if you enjoy good 60s, if you love seeing these kind of actors, this kind of drama and uh, mixed in with us. But it's not so much that it's this way. We- it has Western elements, but that kind of family drama and, and uh, melodrama. That's that's what makes it so much fun. You get to really like these characters and see one of the things that we love to do is, uh, as we mentioned, that Nick always loses his temper. Whenever there's a courtroom scene, you always wait for Nick to leap up and interrupt everything and be told to sit down. <laughs> that always happens. You <laughs> could... Just like I wait for the cake. You know, when are they going to have it? A... <laughs> Certain things I enjoy. You know, what, what kind of flowers are going to go on that table in the middle? Is the table going to be there? You know, there's this table that's there. You just get used to their house. You and
0: can, will and will Eugene show up for this one?
1: Will we ever see Eugene again? You know, where is he? Is he behind the tree? <laughs> yes,
0: you can read it's Greg Valley. It's it's, you know, it's 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 a, a big valley. it's a big valley. You can read Greg Airbar's animation spin column twice a month at cartoonresearch.com. for more on Greg Greg Airbar Greg, we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Breaking the Mold by Blanca Blanco is available Amazon.com BarnesNoble.com, wherever books are sold online you can follow Blanca Blanco on Instagram for more information on Chuck Harder's upcoming book on actress Lila Leeds go to Lila Leeds book.com Lila Leeds L-E-E-D-S Lila Leeds book.com they'll do it for our program this week folks Ed Robertson back for Tony Figueroa Donna Allen Grice. And Greg, Eric thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe. Talk to you next time on TV Confidential. This Week in TV History now has its own podcast you can enjoy. This Week in TV History with Tony Figueroa on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear